All right, welcome again to week number two of our how-to mission vision sermon series. Really trying to take your attention back to something we come to each and every year, our roots. Gather, group, grow, give, and go, those vital roots, those Jesus roots that we believe are important to you in your life of faith because the stronger they are, the deeper and wider they go, you will be blessed and experience the Spirit's fruits. And who doesn't want more peace and more joy and more hope and more self-control and more patience and more love in their life, right? We believe if you are rooted in those five ways, you will be blessed by God. And this year, we're doing, giving it that little different twist. How many of you were here last week uh, and heard how-to week number one? So a lot of you did. If you missed it, Pastor Michael preached on community. I preached on church downtown of the core. We flip-flopped this week. So some of you I saw last week down at the core, I don't know which version of this how-to is going to be better, but you're going to really know how to church. For the rest of you, I pray that you are encouraged in this route. It's the tap route. It really emphasizes the gather route. But if you weren't here, I just want to give you a little compelling why behind the what of this series. All of us in our life, uh, at times, look for information, look for the best practices, look for help and guidance as to how to. Like Pastor Tim, I'm not very handy. For a year, there's a box sitting in my basement uh, that has uh, a mount for a ceiling projector that I just haven't put up. I don't think I have the tools, the ability, or the skills in and of myself to how-to it. I'm probably going to have to Google it, research it, or if you haven't filled out your communication card, write your name down, say, give me your number, and you can come over and help me. Sorry, I couldn't pass by the opportunity. How-to. How-to move from point A to point B. How to maybe take the next step up in life or at work or in relationships. How-to... Do the roots, maximize them, be blessed by them, do them really well. Because here's the apology from me as lead pastor to all of you. We talk about roots and fruit all the time. We probably drill you and hammer you with videos and announcements that kind of just give you the impression of, hey, it's life group season. Sign up. Just do it. And we maybe never give you insight as to how to really do community and life together. And maybe we've never done a good job of the how-to, the compelling pitch that can really bless you in your life of faith. That's really what we're trying to do, make this very practical, have it be biblical, and also bless you and your roots so you experience amazing fruit. And so whether you are a newbie to church and you don't know how to really at all, or you're a lifer and you think you got it all figured out, I believe you'll find something each and every week that will help you have stronger roots. If we don't accomplish that, then we haven't done our job in trying to reinforce the, vital, the vital need for these roots and the, the need to that for them to be strong and the why you will be blessed if you do some of these things. So I actually did that. I went to the most searched how-to site in all of the world. You know what it is? WikiHow. Anyone ever searched and used WikiHow? Like, it's literally the largest site with the most how-to tips you can find. I know you can just Google anything, but a lot of times, WikiHow is what's going to pop up. Their tagline is, how to do anything. Like, if you're my generation, you need to Google on WikiHow how to take a good selfie. Because your kids know you don't know how. You can search just about anything. So, you know what I did this last few weeks as I was preaching on this? I Googled 
on WikiHow, how to church. And you know what popped up on the first page? How to draw a church. How to pick a church. How to dress for church. And yes, you young people out there, how to flirt in church. <laughs> Seriously, it was on the first page. I'm not lying. I, I cannot make this stuff up. I'm not that smart or creative. So married people, do not go home and how to do that. Single people, if you're that desperate, okay, that's fine. Just make sure you look ring or no, no, that's not even an indicator in today's world. All kidding aside, all those things are good, uh, might be useful, but what we're really talking about is how to do this, what we're doing here right now, how to church, how to maximize this hour, this time, what we believe is the taproot of all the roots that we would encourage all of you to, to start with because we believe it produces fruit and overflows and causes the other roots uh, to be in play. And my goal for all of you today is to give you four steps as to how to church. So no matter where you're on in the, the line of, so to speak, you know, at where you're at in your Christianity, whether new or been around a long time, weak, struggling, strong, four tips that I believe, four steps, if you take them, you'll be blessed, you'll experience fruit, your gather root will grow stronger. And here's why I want it for you. King David said these words, I rejoice with those who said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Like King David, whether he was experienced difficult days as king, whether he was wrestling with the guilt of his sin, uh, when he was struggling with the relationships of his life, when maybe he was overwhelmed with, with shame from some of the things he had done, Psalm 122, verse 1, he had people come up to him and say, let's go to, to, to God's house, let's gather. And he said, I rejoiced when that opportunity was put in front of me, when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord, literally gather. And I want that for you. I don't want this to be a have-to, we pray that it is a get-to. And in order for it to be a get-to and not just a have-to, I pray you carry out these four steps that I believe will inspire and cause you to have that emotion. But in order to get there, you have to understand this about how to church and how to church well. It begins before you walk through that door. Like step one, literally this, if you're filling in your blanks and following along, Maybe it's something you've never really thought about. Maybe it's something you never really carried out. Maybe you didn't really think about it, like how to church and how to church well. The Bible doesn't give a whole lengthy description on it, a descriptive list of to-dos. But I would, call, I would call this one vital and important in today's hectic, crazy world, prep up. Like how many of you did the homework for today's service? How many of you know where the homework is? Like in the bulletin, right under the sermon notes. Ever seen that little line? Like, did you prep? Like, know where we were going with today's sermon? Like, prep up. That's what I'm talking about. Or maybe it's even more. Like, our world is so chaotic and so crazy. Sunday morning can be just that. Are there things that we can do to help us prepare thoroughly, prepare completely? That's really what the phrase prep up means. And I believe God would tell us it's biblical. Like he tells us to, to do the things that we do in church before we even get to church. But I want to make a more compelling case, a secular case, a best practices case that I've learned and seen. 
Like for those of you who are going to homecoming, maybe this weekend or, or next, like to all the dudes who are out there, it's probably good by now if you've asked your girlfriend, that person you want to go to homecoming, it requires some prep. I saw the, the inventive way that my niece got invited to, to homecoming, and you probably have people in your life who maybe had that too. Some prep went into it to do it well. Like you don't want to look like an epic failure. So you prep. Or how about that big test? Like I know there's a time in your life, parents, when you have gone into a test blind, you chose not to study. How'd you do? Probably not so good. You prep up, you study it, you review it, you do the best that you can. Or how about that big meeting with your boss? Like you have the presentation to pitch that case. What do you do the night before? Do you review your notes, look back at your slides, check for all the spelling? You don't just leave it alone. You, you prep up, you get a good night's sleep. It probably won't be the night to go out on a crazy bender the night before and come in reeking of alcohol. Like we do all sorts of things to get ready for the next day, for the big event, for the important moments in our life. We get 52 of these a year. If this one hour is the guide and the taproot for the rest of your week, isn't it worthy of a little prepping up? And so can I convince you to think of one thing, one way that you can prep before? Maybe it's the homework. Do that step on Saturday night. If you're a parent with kids, like I don't know the pain of Sunday morning getting kids ready for church because I just gave that job to my wife as a pastor. It's like the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> Until you get home after church and your wife's face is... Like, I know it's hard. Like, I, I understand it's difficult. But I mean, part of the prep is just doing a few things the night before to help make the next day go a little bit better. Like, put the clothes out, have them set. Maybe for you, if you need your coffee in the morning, like, Get the Keurig filled with the water before you have to fill it up in the morning, have the grounds in the coffee pot so all you have to do is push on or even set the timer. Like, there are small little things you can help do to make Sunday morning go better. Prep up. Or maybe you put into practice some real practical things in your home to help you get focused and fixated on what you're about to do. Like, I learned this in my home. I was at church most Sunday mornings. My wife was raising the kids and Every once in a while, once we moved here, I got a Sunday off. I didn't preach every week. And, and you know what my go-to on Sunday morning is? The TV. Like, it's fantasy football. I need to see who's playing and who's not. I need to understand what's going on. I want, want to rewatch the highlights of the Ohio State game or the Wisconsin game for all of you, like the 10th time, because it was so amazing. And the first time I did it, she looked at me and said, we don't do that here. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, the TV stays off. Because we eat breakfast and we're just focusing our attention on, on church. We, we talk to each other. We don't do that. Like, what is it that you can do in your life to prep up better? Can I ask you to think about trying to do some things in advance to get your heart in the right place, to get here a few minutes earlier so when you come in, it's not frantic or crazy, but you're, you're rested and you're focused? Like, those are good things to, to be prepped up for. Like, I don't know what it is or what it looks like in your life, but maybe there's one thing you can do, one thing you want to pick. Or can I just maybe ask you, before you come to church, maybe even as you're riding along in the car, you can keep your eyes open and, and have a brief prayer with God. Like, God, I'm going to hold you accountable to do what you promised to do. Give me the blessings of the spiritual fruits I need today at church. Pray for those who are doing the music, for those who are serving, for the pastor who's speaking 
that the Holy Spirit is able to do amazing things for you and through them. Like there's so many things we can do to prep up to get our hearts in the right place. Because you know what happens if you do that step? If, if you like think about what church service you're going to, if you put the clothes out, if you get the coffee ready, if you do the homework in advance, you know what you're going to do? What God calls us to do, how to church. Like probably the most important one, the simplest one is the second one. Here's a passage that describes it and then we'll fill in the blank. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Here's how we do that. Not giving up meeting together, in other words, church, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Like when you prep up, when you do those things that get your heart ready, that dedicate you to making that decision, to going down that path, you can carry out step number two, the biblical step of how to church show up. Like, and I know I'm preaching to the choir today, because you know what you did? You showed up. <laughs> God bless you. I thank God for that. That's awesome. And you know, for some of you, this is a regular thing, like a weekly thing. And I get that you do it. But here's the thing I know about 9 to 2 that I need to speak into. Like 50 years ago, that a regular attender was defined by every Sunday attender. But you know what a regular attender is in 2022? Two times a month. And the stats don't lie here at 922. About half of our members show up on a weekly basis in person and online. And that might be some of you. Other things come up that are, that are good things and you opt for them. You don't show up. Sometimes you opt for other things on, on Saturday and it causes you not to get up on Sunday. You don't show up. Can I even say I love online worship? It's great and it's a blessing for college students who go away, for people when they're on vacation, for people during a time like COVID, when you're sick or you're homebound, when you're recovering. But something is missing when when you're missing from here, and when you miss from here, other people are hurting. Let us not give up meeting together, because if we aren't together, we can't encourage one another. And you know what? I'm not going to pull any punches, because I've done online worship. Unless you are the most focused, dedicated, hardcore, sit at home and watch TV, church from the beginning to end, the odds are pretty good you don't engage there like you do here. It's easy to get up, go to the bathroom, get some more coffee, take the dog out, pick up your phone, send some emails. My friends, God doesn't mince words when he talks about the important step of how to church. It requires showing up. And I don't know where you're at on the spectrum of zero, two times a year, Christmas, Easter, Bible discovery, drop-off Sunday, or that season, or, or whatever it is, but can I, can, I, can I ask you if that's a step in the right direction, how to church, you want to get better at that? I pray that God blesses you in that because you know what happens here and just about only here? An hour of dedicated time to talk about there. Like words of sin and grace take us there. Reading Ephesians chapter 3 reminds us of there and what he's done. You know what happens here? 
we get to see there. I cannot forget the amazing gift God gave each of us in the waters of baptism. You know what happens here when you show up? You stand right up here. And the amazing body and blood of Jesus Christ is received where you are assured of the forgiveness of your sins. Showing up connects you to Jesus Christ himself. Like, I need you to prep up because I think it'll spill over into showing up. And can I put on your heart to just make that a priority because of what happens here? But when you show up, maybe this is for those of you who have done this every day. You do this every week. You forget about this step. Here's what the Bible says about what we do here. Scripture is God-breathed, useful to teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Prep up, show up, and when you show up, do this. Listen up. Like I know when you hear and see the screen at the beginning of the service and you see Mission Vision Series How To, you're like going, yeah, how to be a boring sermon series. Like why can't we talk about trending and why can't we talk about screens and souls and why can't we talk about relationships and why can't we talk about emotional wellness? Like those things are really needed. These roots things, Pastor, you talk about all the time. We do this all the time and once a year because without these five roots, we don't believe you'll experience the Spirit's fruits. So this series, like every series, when you show up, listen up. And not just when I'm speaking, and don't just remember the corny jokes that the pastor says, but listen up from beginning to end. Like, listen up to the songs. Join in singing them. Like, it's not a sin. I I know some of you don't think you're good singers. It doesn't mean you can't move your lips and sing softly. And have the words go through your brain. Look at the screen. Listen to what God is speaking to you through those beautiful, powerful words. What he's done. (laughs) No, he won't fail. Ever, ever, ever. Like that song has words that can speak to your heart. Listen up. Like when the scripture reading is read, don't just tune out. Maybe follow along on the screen. Maybe circle a verse that you want to come back to when you never heard before that was really meaningful. Like Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Our God is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. Like if you want to go to verse to remind you of the power of prayer and the power of God, write that one down. But you'll miss it if you're not listening up. Listen up when the pastor says, go in peace, your sins are forgiven. Because it'll help you deal with guilt. Listen up when we're praying because it might point you in the direction of others who are, are in our circle of, and family who just might need you to reach into their life this week and put an arm around them. Listen up. And here's the thing I want to make a compelling case for in listening up. I couldn't put it in the blanks because it didn't match my nice little blank up. You guys are thinking of all the fancy words you would write in there right now. Can I, can I convince you of upping the engagement? Like, write it down. Up the engagement. If you are the best listener in the world, like if you listen so closely, nothing in here distracted you, like the cute little kid in front of you uh, or behind you, like the pastor's tie being cattywampus, uh, the, the little thing going on here or there, the music wasn't quite on. Like, 
If you even are the most perfect listener, you got every last detail today, 100% good at listening skills, you know what the experts would tell you you took away today? At the end of the day, 10%. 10. So can I convince you to up the engagement? Don't be a passive listener. Like, there's a reason why we put pens out there and pens in there and offer you a bulletin with blanks in it. There's a reason why on your app, like there is a place that you can fill in notes that can be saved. You know what happens when you do that? It goes up to 80%. Like if you bring a journal, you bring your real Bible, you take notes in the margins, you take your bulletin, you fill out the notes, you take it home with you, your, your learning will go up by 70%. Like if you involve another sense, like, and trust me, I, I love that you're all engaged on me, but I know how many of you are actually doing this. Can I convince you that doing this is a way to how to church well? You don't have to write a lot. You don't have to be Pastor Mike and fill up your whole bulletin. Like one phrase, one verse. Like churching well is just like learning well in school. If you don't take notes in school, you're probably not going to get as much. Listen up. That's why Paul told Timothy to spend all his time, invest his energy, devote himself to what we're doing now, churching, to public reading of scripture, preaching and teaching. Like it's right here where God's word is heard. It's right here where God's truths are shared. It's right here where Jesus is front and center. It's right here where grace is offered. It's right here where forgiveness is reminded to you and to me that heaven is our ultimate destination so I don't know when you're going to go through an anxious moment. I don't know when death might knock at your door. I don't know when your relationships are going to struggle. But I know if you listen up and listen up well, there'll be things that you will hear here, be reminded of here, that will bless you, strengthen your Jesus roots, and produce fruit in those moments. Engage in worship. Like when you say the creed, don't just motor through it. Think about some of the amazing truths you're hearing maker of heaven and earth. That's my God. Crucified, died, and was buried on the third day he rose. That's my God. Holy Spirit who has created faith in our hearts through baptism. That's my God. Like if you can engage in worship in those ways, you'll be blessed. Which leaves us with one more step. And I would argue that if you prep up, it'll lead you to showing up. When you show up, Listen up, because God is going to do amazing things. But all those things together, without this last thing, will leave you less fruitful and less blessed. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. James wrote these words. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it and remains in it and stays in it and does it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Like you will be blessed in what you do and when you not just pray the words, Lord, forgive us our trespasses, sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. But when you walk through those doors and leave these doors and you do it, you'll be blessed. When life goes crazy and everything seems to be falling apart, that you do what God says, 
but by prayer and petition with everything, present your request to God and the peace of God will help you guard your heart. Do it. Like whether it's forgiveness, whether it's love, your spouse, whether it's be patient with your kids, like what is it that you can take away from church and you can say this week, this is what I need to do to be the child of God that he's called me to be, not just to, to listen up, but to follow up. Follow up. Like if you want to know how to follow up, if you want to grow uh, in some way, shape, or fashion, these fancy five things, one with each root in your notes is right there for you to use to be blessed. Work through those this week. Take your bulletin home with the notes that you just wrote. Maybe tomorrow just relook at it. Follow up. Pick one song from the service today that you maybe play every day on your way to school with your kids. Sing it out loud because that might serve as a great reinforcement of godly truths. Follow up. Like if you didn't catch all of it, if the, the kid sitting next to you was distracting, you know what you can do to today's sermon so you can listen up? You can listen again. It's on YouTube. Put it on when you're walking. Put it on when you're jogging. Put it on when you're at the gym. Put it on one day to just listen up again, find something you hadn't heard before. Like there's so many things you can follow up. And, and God longs for you to follow up. It's biblical. You want to church well, don't just prep up, don't just show up, don't just listen up, but be blessed in your life, follow up, because as James says, when you do, you will experience fruit. And I got to be honest with you. I can do better at that. Like how to church well. Like, I know I'm up front and it's my job to, to speak. But I don't always come with the same joy that King David described. And I think we'll find that joy if our how to church well plays out with those four steps. And here's what I know at 922. If, if something in that list speaks to you, talks to your heart, one action step this week, what would it be that you want to do to take your gather route to the next level? How to church well? Because God makes a promise to you, he will bless it. Join me in praying about that. Heavenly Father, we long for you to bless us. I'm so thankful all these people showed up today. It's so vital and important. I pray that you bless them as they listened, that you bless my words as I spoke. And I pray that they might be a blessing to them in their follow-up the week ahead. Or that's what we need for us to be a church where we don't just listen to it, but foolishly forget what we heard, we do what it says. Because in doing so, Lord, you know who's at work, it's you. And you'll bless it. You'll bless us with more peace and more joy, more hope, more patience, more love in our life of faith. What we do here, Lord, how we church, affects the other 167 hours of the week. So bless it, Lord, this week.